0: No matter where you are, it's Texas Standard Time on this Wednesday, September 19th, 2018. I'm David Brown, and we're so glad you're spending a bit of your midweek with us. We begin by dipping our toes into the so-called blue wave many Texas Democrats have been hoping for, though at the moment it seems to be something of a low tide. Case in point, an upset victory last night in a district considered to favor Democrats. With less than two months to go before midterms, a special election to fill the vacated Texas Senate seat that once belonged to now-convicted felon Democrat Carlos Uresti, went to Republican Pete Flores of San Antonio. His challenger, Pete Gallego, lost by a six-point margin. It's an historic win as Flores becomes the first Hispanic Republican elected to serve in the state Senate, but a blow to Democrats' hopes to end the Republican supermajority under the Pink Dome in downtown Austin. For Texas Democrats, however, the bad news doesn't quite stop there. A new poll of the highly-watched U.S. Senate contest between Beto O'Rourke and Republican Ted Cruz shows the incumbent Cruz with a nine-point lead, this in the thick of the campaign season. It's a 54-45 split with only 1% of likely voters telling pollsters from Quinnipiac they're undecided. There's a four-point margin of error here the survey conducted between September 11th through 17th. This bucks the popular narrative of a race on the razor's edge, but we've seen polls get it wrong before, right? I mean... What are Texans to make of all this, and what about that gubernatorial race? Joining us now from Denton is Kimmy Lynn King. She is a political science professor at the University of North Texas. Professor, welcome to Texas Standard.
1: Glad to be here.
0: All right, let's talk about some of these dynamics here. One of the reasons that, uh, that we've asked you uh, to join us is because of this, I think a lot of people see it as a rather surprising um, uh, turn in the polls. This is a new Quinnipiac poll which is showing Ted Cruz with uh, a nine-point advantage over uh, his challenger, Beto O'Rourke, who seemed to have been gaining uh, of late. What do you make of of this poll in particular? And if you'd like to go down the road of talking about polls more generally, I'd be interested in what you
1: think. You bet. And it's important that not all polls are created equally. And one of the things that you have seen with the O'Rourke-Cruz battle that has been going on has been this issue regarding what the polls are saying for how close they are the media is always accused of trying to run it as a horse race and so whenever you get within (laughs) the margin of error that you want to be concerned about whether or not your poll is accurate why there is so much over the Quinnipiac poll right now is because this was a poll that was of likely voters previous polls have been registered voters that makes a huge difference Hmm. just because you like someone doesn't mean you're going to show up and vote for them and so the likely voters poll indicates that those who are mobilized are more mobilized in the Cruz camp. And that has always been an issue for Texas Democrats. We saw that in the, uh, the Davis race in 2014 against Abbott.
0: So what it sounds like you're saying is that the electorate turnout will be actually key to the outcome of this race, as you say. It
1: absolutely will be. And it's your ability to mobilize voters to get out to the polls. Generally, at this point in a race, once you get between four to six weeks out, Voters have made up their mind, and in fact, the Quinnipiac poll gets at that because it says that of these voters, 93 percent have already decided. And that's critical for O'Rourke if he's going to turn this around. Nine points is a large spread, so it's time to get moving.
0: So if if I understand what you're saying here, um, as you look at the methodology and you factor in what you know about uh, voter behavior in Texas, Beto O'Rourke does have something to worry about here.
1: He does. And— The Republicans can't rest on their laurels either. Recall that we've had some upsets in Georgia in the New York race where everyone showed – The Democratic candidate being behind, and yet those candidates came back and won. Why? Because the electorate in that state were highly mobilized, and they turned out. They changed who the electorate was, and so those were surprising upsets. In Texas, it's not clear that will be the case, unless there is some kind of real October surprise that might come from the Kavanaugh hearings, or you saw going back to 1990 with Clayton Williams and Ann Richards. Hmm. He started out with a 20-point difference being favored over her, and she came back and beat him with a vengeance.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how the dynamics of this uh, orourke cruz race might or might not be affecting what's happening in the gubernatorial race, because I think, as a lot of listeners will note, There hasn't been a whole lot of, certainly a a whole lot of attention focused uh, either on the, certainly not on the national level, but even on the local level, uh, Lupe Valdez really isn't um, much of a presence. uh, Would you agree?
1: She hasn't been able to get traction in the race in the same way that O'Rourke has been able to get traction. Understand that part of that is that Abbott has a high likability. He has a high favorability rating, 62%. Uh, approve of his job, whereas 34% disapprove. If you look at the favorability of Valdez, they're evenly split 28 to 28. And Mm -hmm. even more concerning for Valdez is that 42% of voters don't know enough about her to form an opinion. Remember that six to eight weeks out, people have already made up their minds. So if you haven't decided by now, you aren't going to decide. And that means you may not turn out. Traditionally, we think of the elections at the top of the ballot as being the most important ones, so statewide races. Nice. And in any other election year, we would say that's the governor's race. But in this year, it's clearly the Senate race, and Valdez may be hoping for a little bit of a coattail effect. Mm-hmm on O'Rourke to get people to turn out. Recall that Abbott has $50 million in his war chest right. funding, and she only has not even $1 million yet. She doesn't have anything near the $23 million that both Cruz and O'Rourke have in their war chest right now for the campaign.
0: Let me ask you about that uh, idea of the war chest, because uh, I know that if you talk to those uh, uh who give you the conventional wisdom on Texas politics the the idea is that you need to raise the money to get those ads out and uh, but i wonder given the shifting landscape of mass media certainly how many uh, minds are being changed uh by tv ads which let's face it that's where a good part of this money in fact the bulk of it tends to go toward media buys
1: that is Such an excellent question, and one of the things you see in those upsets that I talked about in other states Uh is they didn't go with a conventional strategy. They took to social media. They took to getting out there. You've seen uh, Beto get out and hit all 254 counties trying to follow on some of that pattern that grassroots movements – can happen in a lot of different ways and and remember that a good chunk of the population if they were to turn out are millennials And those millennials are very supportive of Beto, and they're very supportive of the Democratic cause across the country. But millennials, in the conventional wisdom, are not likely voters. They may be registered voters. Everyone is going to be talking about how many more young people are getting registered. But it doesn't matter if you don't show up in the two weeks before the election
0: i wonder uh, I wonder what you think of this argument, which is something that that has been discussed, certainly as we 've been uh, looking at the race here in the newsroom. Of course, beto o 'Rourke has a certain uh, charisma which has been commented on certainly in the national media. And uh, I say certain charisma, let's just face it. I mean, in many circles, uh, he's considered a, something of a political rock star. Uh, and uh, Right, you know, in, a, in, a, in, a, in this a slightly the same way that Wendy Davis had that going for her in her campaign uh, several or, years ago.
1: Or Senator Cruz had it when he first came right. out swinging as a challenger. He was considered to be a conservative rock star, yes, sir. Oh,
0: I, what I'm wondering here is uh, whether or not, The fact that O'Rourke is so uh, uh, exciting uh, 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 and charismatic a politician, the Democrats who have money to give are putting money in his campaign, and that is taking away from a fellow Democrat, Lupe Valdez.
1: That is absolutely the case, that you see people drawing in money, and it will draw it away from other candidates in much the same way that there were complaints about Senator Cruz when he first started out as a senator. There were some concerns that he was drawing money away Mm -hmm. from from some other critical races. Texas was so solidly red that it wasn't an issue. So for those other candidates, they still managed yeah. to hold on. I think that's absolutely playing itself out. But remember, Valdez was not nearly as well-known. She didn't come out swinging in the same way that O'Rourke did. Right. And I think that's part of what contributes to it. I think in general in this election cycle, it's everything is up for grabs. I'm sure you're following what happened with uh, the Gallego Flores.
0: Right, race, upset. Right?
1: Upset. Yeah, that's an upset. So for folks that are thinking that there is a blue wave coming, keep in mind that everything about that race that just happened between Pete Gallego and Pete Flores seems to indicate that conventional wisdom is holding up. And if you don't have enough money, when in doubt, the state is going to be red.
0: Kimmy Lynn King is a political science professor at the University of North Texas in Denton. Um, really interesting analysis, Professor. Thank you so much for taking some time out to talk with uh, with us and the Texas Standard. We sure do appreciate it.
1: You bet, Jeff.